Yakuza. Yakuza. Yakuza Kick Radio. 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 The Yakuza Kick Radio. This is the Bulldozer, Matt Tremont. And if there's one place to listen to on the internet every Thursday, 9 p.m., Yakuza Kick Radio. Tremont says so. Who wants some? God help us, Jesus! God and baby, Jesus! Help us. Ladies and gentlemen of fucking America, this is Danny Havoc, and you have been listening to, or possibly are intending to listen to, the Yakuza Kick fucking radio. Fucking, yeah, Yakuza Kick radio. Hell fucking yeah! My name is Justice Payne, and you are listening to Yakuza Kick radio. You're coming to come on Thursday night this is a brotherhood, and we all stick together. Like my nuts. I ain't scared of you, motherfucker. Yakuza Kick Radio, the best in internet wrestling radio, period, bar none, just like Adam Cole. Everybody's a cunt but me in the world. I don't know what it is. But you go to the back, and you tell your boss that there's a new Yakuza in town. And it's Yakuza Kick Radio, and we're taking over. Yakuza Kick Radio has risen from the ashes of bad internet radio and become the premier place for any independent professional wrestler to stop and record their voice. Well, this is Mr. Insanity Toby Fine, and if you're not listening to Yakuza Kick Radio, then you're weird. Oh, I don't like the cut of your jib, fella. This is Greg Excellent, Spirited Dragon of the Northeast. You're listening to Yakuza Kick Radio. If you're not, you're probably watching porn and you have this muted. You should be listening to it. Jason Man. Where are Biggie and Tupac? Yakuza Kick Radio. Give a nigga rope on that cowboy, guys. All you have to do is listen to Yakuza Kick Radio, but you couldn't. Now look at that guy, you homie. Fuck that. Black dude. This bullshit, man. Motherfucker. Fuck you. Fuck you and fuck you. Who's next? And now, ladies and gentlemen, for the introduction. Hosted by J. Cat Morris. You are now listening to Yakuza Kick Radio. Wednesday, October 14th, 2015. Welcome to Yakuza Kick Radio. I'm your host, Jake Cat Morris. Uh, I got a bunch of shit to talk about tonight. I got um, I got the Tangled Web to review, CZW's Tangled Web to review. Um, I, I did a race this past weekend. I have a huge race coming up this coming weekend. So I have that stuff to talk about. Um, you know, a bunch of different things. So um, I think first things first, I guess I'll go into um, – I passed weekend minus the uh, the CZW show because I'm gonna you know get a little you know deeper into that later on in the show. But um, so last weekend I had um, the Badass Dash, which was a race that I signed up for last year. Some shit happened with the venue and they fucked it up, and uh, more or less we were just beat. Like anyone who signed up and paid for that year was just beat until further noticed and and they never rescheduled it last year and then uh you know when they scheduled the races this year more or less said all right well anybody who got beat last year you know is is uh you know is signed up for this race so you know that's that so um yeah you got 
what you paid for. It was just a fucking, you know, a year apart. So it was ridiculous. But, um, so I had a badass dash. I didn't know what I was going into because, um, I've never done that race before. It was just, um, you know, foreign territory to me. It was somewhere in uh, Pennsylvania. It was one of those fucking mountains. And, um, I forget exactly where it was spring something. I, I don't know, but, um, it wasn't a super, super steep mountain. And for whatever reason, I didn't even expect the mountain because I don't, you know, I don't know where they're steering me. You just put it in the GPS and go. And um, their uh, their website didn't really give you a good outline as far as what the uh, the course was and that type of thing. Um, I was a little bit skeptical going into because they have like a version or a portion of the race that you can run with your dog. So um, there was like a, that type of thing. It ended up not being a big deal as far as that goes because um, they had all the dog, the people with dogs running afterwards or something. So you didn't like have to dodge dogs on the course, which I was kind of worried about. Um, it, it, that part is kind of ridiculous to me because you know you can go under a net with a dog, but you can't. Dogs can't do monkey bars, so you know it's just. I don't know. There's only so much you could really do with it, so I guess it is what it is. But, um, yeah, it was a mountain, which I wasn't really prepared for. Um, strangely enough, I have done pretty much no fucking run training to this point this year. Um, if I've run a total of maybe 15 miles outside of actual races this year, that would probably be a high number. Like, it's fucking ridiculous. I've been gym training like crazy all season, like like way more intense than I ever have. But as far as my run training, I haven't done shit, man. Um, so my lungs, I think, are suffering because of that. So as far as the races go, I think that's that's uh, something that's taken me down a little bit. But, um, you know, the rest of the stuff, I'm, I'm way stronger. Um, so um, going into it, like I said, I, I really didn't know what to expect. And uh, my lungs were not fucking having it. Uh, they were not into this race. I started running and, and everything, and... My lungs just did not want to fucking work with me. So I, um, you know, I got through it. You know, I, I uh, pushed myself through it. I was able to hit a couple sprints in the, you know, wooded areas because generally um, I'm great at obstacles, um, uphills, man. I, that, that shit's rough. You know what I mean? That's just like a you know, walking uphill. And then when you hit some flat ground sections, you, um, you know, try to pick up the pace try to, you know, blaze through the obstacles, that's where you pick up your time, at least me, best hill runner in the world, so, um, you know, but anyway, um, I was able to hit some really good, uh, you know, sprints towards the end in the, uh, in the wood, wooded area, and, um, for some reason, the wooded area seemed to work best for me, uh, I'm able to catch some serious speed and zigzag on trails and shit, but, uh, so, um, I got through it. I ended up being uh, 31st overall, which I was surprised. Um, I can only contribute it to, honestly, I don't think there were that many athletes on the course because, you know, not not to knock myself down or anything like that, but I don't place that fucking high as far as uh, general, like, courses go. Um, you know, I, I do well for myself. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I do well for myself. You can look back at all the different places I placed and, um, you know, I, I do pretty fucking good, especially for a guy who's only been doing this three years and um, all of that stuff. But I, uh, 
yeah, I mean, 31st overall, I should have been way fucking, way lower than that. Um, Finished in just over an hour, which is which is not a bad time at all. But, um, you know, I, I definitely could have done better if my lungs were uh, working with me a little better. Um, some strange stuff at the race, you know, like um, one of the, the, you know, a bunch of your normal obstacles, you know, climb under nets, climb over walls, um, you know, that whole deal. Um just the one obstacle I've never seen on one of these races ever is more or less like one of those fucking sack races. You know, when you jump in a potato sack and you got to hop, like <laughs> that's just harder than I expected because I don't think I've ever done a sack race in my life. Um, so, you know, to hop up around and, and then back down, you know, decent little distance when you're talking about hopping. Uh, so yeah, that, that, that's just, uh, that was pretty tough. But, um, yeah, and then, you know, they do the thing where they fucking slap a tarp on the side of a mountain and call it a fucking water slide, you know? Um, that shit is that shit is not... Don't uh, don't fall for that trap. You know, you get one idiot that's, the, you know, standing next to it telling you to run real fast and slide on it. And, um, it's uh, not, not quite as smooth as you'd, you'd like it to be. You know, I had a good slide on it, stopped about halfway down because it just... Just didn't have the wasn't built for that shit. So I got up, took like a two step baseball slide, really got going that time. At that time, man, fucking fell on my back. I must have been a you know, there's rocks under this fucking tarp. It's a mountain for Christ's sake. So that shit hurt. But um, I guess I got through the race. Um, you know, big deal. Um, it, it was a good warm up to what I got coming next weekend. That's that's tough mutter. That's my last race of the season. I've done six races this season, and uh, Tough Mudder will be my seventh and final race of the season. Well, I'm doing like a 5K little thing the next weekend, just just straight running, which is the only race that I've done that way this year, but um, I I don't count that. I mean obstacle races. Uh, Tough Mudder will be my seventh. It'll be my third Tough Mudder, and, uh, you know, that's that's, uh, that's a fucking big one. Because, number one, it's supposed to be in the 50s again, like it was last year. Only this time it's not going to be raining, which is a huge plus. Um, they throw you in the fucking water a lot. Um, Tough Mudder's got a lot of silly motherfucking obstacles, man. Like, electric shock wires, uh, the wires, you know, come down and they, they fucking kick you. When you hit those fucking wires, they give you a good kick. Um, the fucking... Um, the ice water you got to jump into, uh, that that sucks, man. Your whole body goes into shock. That shit hurts. Um, this year they've added um, a tear gas obstacle, which uh, I've never encountered that before. So we're gonna have to see on Saturday what that's all about. Um, you know, they they have a I think it's like a twenty foot drop where you got to jump off that shit in the water, which uh, that's pretty fucking scary. I don't like heights, but uh, I've done it before, so. Get back at that, but um, yeah. Overall, the this the roughest thing to me about the entire race is the cold and the wet and the distance because it's like thirteen fucking miles. Um, this is not a short race, so um, you know, going in, I'm gonna fucking I'm gonna bang this motherfucker out. That's for sure. Um, but yeah, this is definitely a tough one. You know, so looking forward to that. Um, on the way home from the race, I went over and hit the uh, aquarium center over there in Blackwood. Uh, they're one of the best fish stores in New Jersey. Um, I'd say uh, the aquarium center and Trop Aquarium, which is over by uh, 
like Asbury Park area. Those are the two best fish stores in New Jersey. And, um, you know, great, great selection, healthy fish. Uh, employees generally know what the fuck they're talking about. And, um, yeah, got a few more African cichlids over there because uh, my tank was getting a little bit low. I, I had a few die on me, uh, you know, in the past year. And, um, yeah, beautiful fucking fish. So, um, they're cool as shit. And um, got those, pretty much acclimated them to the tank. Had to pretty much change my clothes, turn around, and go right back out the door. And, you know, right up the road from where I was in Blackwood. I mean, I, I we went right past the whole skate zone deal, um, you know, on the way home. And then had to get home, acclimate the fish, get changed, all of that stuff, and then head back out to, uh, you know, head to the skate zone for the Tangled Web. So, um, and like I said, I'll get into that in a little bit. Um, so, so there was that. Um, so today I just went to, uh, running a little late. I'm way unprepared. Not that I'm ever prepared on this show, but, um, uh, I went from work to a new chiropractor because I've had some lower back issues over time. And, um, right now it's, it feels great, but, um, I figured, you know, it couldn't hurt to loosen the shit up a little more before the, uh, the tough mutter. And um, the one lady at work was talking about this chiropractor she goes to that has all sorts of different machines and shit like this. A chiropractor I go to normally when I need to. I generally only go when I throw my shit out. But um, it, normally all all they do there is they give you, like, the TENS machine. They put that shit on your back for, I don't know, 10 minutes, 12 minutes, whatever it is. And then they adjust you, and then that's that. You know what I mean? I co-pays 30 bucks, so... I mean, for what it is, I mean, it works, but, you know, to hear another place has all sorts of other machines and shit and different things that that you do, it feels like you get a little bit more for your money. So um, that's, uh, you know, something I wanted to check out. So I went today, you know, it's like a trial day more or less, and, uh, you know, they, they give you a rundown on a couple things. And I went in there, and, uh, yeah, it's definitely new shit that I ever, never fucking saw before. Uh one of the first things they put you on is like this, uh, I don't know, it's like a fucking twerk machine. You stand on it, it's like a metal plate, and it just shakes the shit out of you, and you burn like hundreds of calories per minute. They put you on there for like eight minutes, and it just shakes the shit out of you, man, and you can turn it up or turn it down, and uh, yeah, man, shit's fucking crazy. And, um, you know, that's supposed to loosen up spine and all this, and, you know, get all the muscles going and shit, but yeah, but like literally like a couple hundred calories per minute, it burns off and, um, pretty fucking crazy. So I did that and then they had, um, like a waterbed massage thing. So you lay down on this thing and and it's like heated and, uh, kind of like a waterbed type thing. And then I guess jets shoot up under the the surface of that thing and, and, uh, massages your back that way. And then, uh, and then they have, you know, a lady that massages your back for, like, two minutes. And then, uh, and, uh, they, uh, and he didn't do the adjustment thing because uh, they did the x-rays. And, they, you know, they talk you up and they try to, you know, talk you into some kind of fucking program or whatever. But um, I'm, not, I'm not trying to hear that shit. So, um, but, yeah, it was pretty interesting. I never had any of those crazy fucking, oh, yeah, and they have a bed that, like, it, it, like, Splits like up and down. I think it's called traction or some shit. So it's supposed to like help like separate your spine or whatever, do whatever the fuck it's supposed to do. 
So it, it was pretty cool. They had a bunch of different things I'd never done before, so I figured, yeah, it couldn't fucking hurt. So yeah, I was a little behind schedule with all the things going on with that. Um, fucking everybody knows I grow peppers. Uh, hot peppers from all sorts of shit. And, uh, you know, I had the pepper pong going on over the summer. Uh, obviously, I wasn't going to involved the the hottest stuff that I had in there because that shit is just downright fucking scary. Um the Carolina Reaper is the hottest pepper in the world. Um and you know, so I grow these things and shit man, anyone who wants to try them, I always fucking offer up, hey, you know, no problem. And, you know, I hadn't actually shipped them until this year and then uh figured out it's pretty fucking easy. So I'd have, you know, someone, you know, send like PayPal me ten bucks cover the shipping, and I'll fucking ship you some peppers. I mean, now the season's over, so this isn't like an offer or anything. I'm just saying, um, I'm almost, almost everything's gone for my plants, and it's not going to be growing anymore because it's fucking October. But, um, so anyway, Lane, um, uh, my friend Lane, uh, you know, insane Lane, uh, he wanted some fucking peppers, so I shipped him out some peppers, including a big-ass Carolina Reaper. Um, and he told me he was going to make a video and, um, and post it online. This video I have watched probably 25 fucking times in the past day because this shit cracks me the fuck up. I mean, anybody who hasn't seen this video, please hit me up and, and I'll send it to you because I tried to send it to all sorts of motherfuckers, people that never watch wrestling, all sorts of people. Because this is just the funniest shit on the planet. Like, and I'm going to play the audio of it, but I'm telling you right now, it doesn't do it nearly the justice that the actual video does. Because the video itself, you can see the emotion in his face just change like a motherfucker. When he just finishes chewing that shit, you can see a look in his face that is worry, regret, pain, like confusion like this shit goes down oh my god you gotta watch this fucking video um you'll notice in the background there's music playing he's playing uh don't fear the reaper because man he he was prepared for this shit this was no blind side you know trickery and shit he looked it up you'll hear in the beginning of the video he breaks down all sorts of facts goes over to different uh you know things of the pepper and then he goes into fucking eating it he threw the whole fucking thing in his mouth and chewed it up like fucking bubble gum and swallowed his shit. This is a big fucking pepper. And uh, he actually declared on Facebook today that he will never be eating one of those again. And if he hears that there's one hotter, he is not interested. And uh, this fucking shit retired him from pepper competition altogether. Um, And, uh, yeah, it's just, like I said... This is one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my motherfucking life. So um, hopefully this audio will do some kind of justice, but believe me, you got to watch it. All right, check it out. Hey, everybody. Insane Lane here with a Missile Messiah exclusive. Um, Going to do something pretty crazy here. Insane, if you will. Uh, my good friend from Facebook and uh, avid wrestling fan, J. Cat Morris, gotta give him a shout out, sent me a cornucopia of hot peppers. Uh, 
ranging from the boot jalokia to the yellow trinidad scorpion the ghost scorpion devil's tongue grandpa's favorite uh peter yellows all hot peppers he also sent me this this is the carolina reaper it is the uh hottest uh right as of now the hottest pepper on earth as of last year I guess um, give you a little bit of information on it it's originally named HP 22 BNH7 was its original name it was crossbred between a red habanero and a ghost pepper and um, this guy named uh, Ed Curie from Rock Hill South Carolina created this strain and it's they're extremely hot very very hot uh it ranges between uh it says uh 1.569 million to 2.2 million scoville heat units which is astronomically high and what i'm going to do or attempt to do today is eat this pepper whole I had me a glass of milk with me. The, the it's like that's really going to help anything. I'm gonna try to go as long as I can without the milk. So it's a pretty pepper. It's got a nice little cute little tail on it. It's cute. I don't even want to eat it. It's all pretty. Don't have a smell to it or anything like that. But uh. I'm going to eat it. So, bottoms up. He's chewing that shit now. Okay. Yeah. 
out of the warren. Oh, no fear of the reaper, baby. Oh. This is this a lane signing off. Oh. Yeah, you've got to watch the video because that, that uh, audio doesn't do it. The only reason it was still very entertaining to me is because I could picture the video while I'm listening to that shit, man. Like, holy fuck, the faces he was making. And, um, so that, that is some serious shit right there. Um, what else did I got? Fucking, dude, I had another person this week fucking come up to me, this big fucking musclehead idiot. He was, he had to been like 45 years old or, or so. Uh, come up to me in the fucking gym and I got my headphones on I got the fucking dumbbells in my hands and shit and I see this dude fucking looking at me smiling and talking to the other dude I take my headphones off I'm like what? what's up man he goes that cookie monster on your arm like no fucking it's fucking animal like and his friend's like, yeah, it's not Cookie Monster. I'm like, yeah, what the fuck, man? I, like, I, this is, like, one of the few times, like, I've heard this shit a few times now. And, I, man, I'm a critical motherfucker. If I thought my tattoo looked bad, believe me, I wouldn't, uh, I would go out of my way to hide that shit or something or get it fixed or something. But, um, your shit is on point. And, um, Cookie Monster's a different motherfucking color to begin with. But, Cookie Monster's fucking blue. Animals fucking all sorts of reds and oranges and things and shit. And so, I I honestly want the next person that fucking says that shit to me and everybody else who says that shit to me, I, I just want them to go into a massive and violent stroke like immediately after saying that shit. It would be some kind of keyword, like a kill word with their body like they trained the dogs but there's just to make their body fucking self-destruct and, and just fucking fall over and, and I'll step over their body and continue my day because I don't understand shit like that. Can I mean, like, can you imagine if you just saw, like, uh, just, like, a symbol on somebody's arm or some shit and you're just like, is that a, is that fucking, uh, is that the fucking uh, Aerosmith logo? You know, knowing damn well that you don't know whether it is or whether it isn't. Shit doesn't look like the last time you saw it. It, it, it. Shit, not even remotely close to it. Like, you obviously have no clue of the shit you're talking about, and you're just going to take this wild stab for no reason. I don't. That's, that's my biggest thing is, like, what what value does it serve in your life to take a wild stab at some shit that you have no interest in whatsoever? You know what I'm saying? Like, it wouldn't make any fucking sense for me to look at somebody's tattoo and then just be like, oh, is that some shit? Because I don't even know what that is. Like, I think I know what it is, but I don't watch that shit. So I'm just going to take a wild random guess for no other reason whatsoever. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't I don't really get it. I um, I have a hard time with motherfuckers that go out of their way to, to um, ask stupid fucking questions. So... Um, that, you know, that, that was that, um, what else, what else, what else, um, I don't know, let me take a break, come back, and I'll, uh, talk about CZW shit. Uh, duh, 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 duh. 
I'm always the first brandish. Pop you in the face, you ate the dirt sandwich, babe. Uh, I don't rap like the rest. The rest of y'all that rap should be rapping the rest. Uh, Kurt Rambis. Take one for the team when the opponents disperse damage. Uh, Kurt Rambis. Take one for the team when the opponents disperse damage. Never gun shy, I'm always the first brandish. Pop you in the face, you ate the dirt sandwich, babe. Uh, I don't rap like the rest. The rest of y'all that rap should be rapping the rest. Original gun clap, Jack is packing the skin. I'm a couple of months removed from pitching crack on the steps. That shit is real. Real shit, I'm rapping for real. Rapping up grams until a nigga rap for a deal. You can be black and white, and if your rapping is real, I can appreciate that. Mac Miller is real. Pink. Black Gorilla DeVille. Where I reside, I smack niggas and chill. Defending my boss first, never respond to a fucking Kendrick Lamar first. Yeah. Blood, cry, survive here. Shaking your bones are breaking. Yeah, yeah. Life did not seem like this crowd. I come to battle of this time. Ring fear, ring war. CW or not for not to live and die to live in the fire. CCW. What the fuck? DJ Hyde, fuck you. Alright. So, um. DJ Hyde, fuck you. DJ Hyde, fuck you. That's great. I kept hitting that shit because it didn't play the first time, so I got a couple of them. Um, all right. So here's how the show went. Um, what they do is they do like the uh, the pre-show matches, and then um, they put those where the intermission goes on the eye pay-per-view um, because they think that looks more professional. We'll give it. We'll get into what looks fucking professional uh, towards the end, but um, so I'm gonna go from the way that I viewed it which was the pre-show matches being uh, Poseidon and the Sea Friends versus uh, Frankie Picard and the Dub Boys. Okay, that that would have been the, the start of the, the live crowd show. Um, this this gimmick is some bullshit. This is some Chikara-ass bullshit. Um, this big, goofy, non-moving motherfucker, man, um, I called him the mediocre Kali when he was uh, Rex Lawless. And uh, there was, of course, no transition from him being Rex Lawless to Poseidon, the uh, the the master of the fucking sea or whatever the fuck he's supposed to be. Um, this is this is some tremendous, tremendous bullshit. Um, just, just really um, just garbage, absolute garbage. I don't know what the fuck. I mean, for a guy who who hates Quackenbush so much, according to him on all his shoot interviews and shit, 
DJ can't look at this shit and not think this is some Chikara bullshit, man. This is this is fucking. Oh, where the fuck do you go with this? Where the fuck do you go with this? What and what is the purpose of like? They seem to just like to waste a lot of fucking people's time, and it's like, all right. Well, what we're going to do is we're going to run the Alexander James thing for well over a year and just fucking waste everybody's fucking time. No one likes it. No one likes it. No one likes it. And then eventually we'll just bring that to a screeching halt, and then we'll just bring in some more bullshit. We have an open bullshit spot on the card, so what are we going to do with that? Oh, I don't know. Here, and give him a sea creature gimmick where he walks out there like fucking King Trident and then he's got a bunch of motherfuckers dressed up like water with a fish on their head. Let, let's do that shit because we have a we have an open time-wasting spot on the card. So, yeah, I mean, we could use it for that. So they did that. And then for whatever reason, I'm guessing because they just decided, like, all right, well, we have the dub boys, and then we got this other black dude who's, who's a, um, a student. I guess we'll just put all the black people together on that side of the ring. And now it'll be, you know, that'll be a team. So, you know, we already got two black people, and then we got another guy. We don't know what to do with him, but he is black. So let's throw him with the other two black people and have him fight the sea creatures and King Trident. What kind of shit is this? Shit don't make no fucking sense to me at all. Fucking ridiculous. You just, you just look at shit like this and just shake your head. Dude. Just what the fuck is going on here? And um, this is this so so that's what that is. Um, yeah. Um, then you had uh, Leo Rush versus Aaron Williams. Now, this again, I know that you know it's only the pre-show for the live card and uh, all of that stuff. The live crowd, I should say. Um, but these two dudes are so tremendously talented. This shit should really be higher on the card. Uh, I know. Well, I mean, according to the uh, pay per view. This shit is a semi-main event, but again, I mean, I, I don't know, man. I know they had to do their intermission before Tangled Web, so they had time to set up and all that, so I, I do understand why I take the intermission there, but you do understand how ridiculous it looks to put um, fucking Poseidon and the Sea Friends two matches before the fucking main. And then these two guys who you really aren't pushing, fucking Aaron Williams, has been good to come back since fucking July, and you guys haven't brought him back in. He was in Best of the Best. He did great in Best of the Best. He was on my show. Uh, he was talking about getting cleared to wrestle again because, you know, he fucked his shit up and had surgery and all that. And uh, he was good to wrestle again back in, like, July. Uh, by August, for sure, full swing. So we're talking, you know, a couple months before they even decided to bring him back, and then they put him up against uh, Leo Rush, who's had, like, one more match in CZW, but, you know, very, very talented dude, and um, I, I, I don't know. I, I thought this match was good. I thought it could have been better. I thought uh, Aaron Williams could have been made look stronger in this match, too. Uh, you know, he went down, and it was just like, I got that weird vibe off of it, because, number one, um, you know, the crowd wasn't even ready. He wasn't even into it. Um, and uh, this type of thing should have been, you know, this type of thing should have ended with the crowd chanting, please come back to both guys and that whole shit. And it wasn't like Aaron Williams lost the match and just kind of walked out. Like the crowd acted like they didn't give a fuck whether he came back or not, you know, whether it were 
I, I don't know. Like, I was happy to see the dude returning, you know, after being away since best of the best. I, I think he's really talented. I could think he'd be a huge asset to the roster. And um, I just I just wish they would have made more out of this match. Again, it really, really, to me, it also does go back to my previous statement of fucking hype videos before the show. Hype videos, I, I really think, could do tremendous things. You go, you know, you cut a whole highlight reel together, you know, a promo compilation, throw a big compilation, pre-show compilation together, and you throw match highlights from fucking Leo Rush in there, and you throw match highlights from fucking Arrow Williams there. You could even put, you know, a little graphic on the screen that says, you know, making his return to CCW since best of the best and uh, returning from a horrific such-and-such injury or, you know, fucking Aaron Williams. So then, like, you get some context of where the fuck have I seen this guy before? I mean, you know, for the live crowd to just march him out there, it's like, oh, you know, some people might have spent half the match doing that. Where the fuck have I seen this guy before? Oh, shit, yeah, that's right. He was in best of the best and whatever, but I I don't know. I I just didn't feel like they did these two guys any favors as far as um, the way that this, this was booked and and the placement and all of that shit. Again, you know, to the iPay-Per-View crowd, it was just a fucking match with no heat, some, you know, right before the main event, which should also strike people really weird, too, because these pre-show matches, without the crowd on fire from the very start, pre-show matches, the crowd's kind of dead. So the crowd's kind of dead right before the main event as far as the home home crowd sees. You know what I mean? Like, shit, shit kind of comes off weird. You almost have to put a big, big fucking match on your pre-show that has some sort of build and looks like it would be semi-main event, or you're going to have these just awkward pre-show matches that you're late, you're pasting late in the card. It doesn't look like you build the card by importance anymore when you have these pre-show matches that later on become same semi-main events. You know what I'm saying? Like, in most shows, you would have um, you'd have all your title matches, you know, in the second half of the show. Well, this, I mean, you have your title match, but in the same token, you also have fucking Poseidon and the Sea Friends versus fucking. This shit sounds retarded to even say that shit. I mean, does that does nobody hear that shit when when they speak it out and go, hold on, hold on. So so we're really gonna do this shit. So you weren't you weren't joking, right? We're going to dress that big motherfucker up like that, and then we're going to send him out with people dressed like water. So so you're serious, is what you're saying. Nah, like really, though. All right, fuck it. Fuck them, right? Fuck, fuck the fans, right? Fuck them. All right, good, fuck them. Yeah, that's right. I mean, you must just sit in the back and go, fuck these fans. <laughs> Let them watch this shit instead. That's right. We can put on a banging ass. What the fuck? Nah, fuck it. Give him this. So, uh, it's something else. Poseidon and the Sea Friends. Jesus. Um, so that that was the uh, the pre-show. Um, the opener to the show was uh, Sozio versus Pepper Parks. This was a pretty good match. It didn't seem to go anywhere. It started out a lot better than it ended. I feel like it kind of just got lost at some point in the match. I just I just really checked out and stopped caring. Um, 
it wasn't too bad. But, um, you know. So then uh, next up after that was uh, A.R. Fox and Joe Gacy. Now, A.R. Fox wears some of the silliest shit I've ever fucking seen. This dude's got fur wristbands now. Like, fur fucking wristbands. He also seems to think that shorts are just a great look for an entrance. Like, if he just came out in his fucking tights, people would hate that shit. But if he comes out in a pair of shorts and takes those shits off before the match, that shit looks way cooler. I don't know how a dude with fur wristbands has any kind of idea what fucking shorts look like in an entrance as opposed to just walking the fuck out there like you're ready to wrestle. Now, I'm glad that he moved up from the N1 shorts, and now he's he's got uh, some kind of, like, fucking leather or pleather shorts and shit that he, he wears those out there. But I still don't see the full purpose of fucking baggy shorts just to have the fucking tights on any goddamn way. And then the furry fans, and he's got fur on his boots and shit. I mean, he's not really a fox. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure he knows that shit. Um... And then his wife has the has the fur vest, which has always looked ridiculous, whether he's wearing it or whether she's wearing it. The shit looks ridiculous. So you got that. Um, and he's up against Joe Gacy. Um, now, I mean, Fox is a fucking maniac. This dude does, I mean, what you see like a, like a Matt Tremont do in death matches, that's what A.R. Fox does in high-flying matches. He sacrifices his body to the fullest fucking extent to give everybody the fucking entertainment they pay for. Like, this dude, he goes so above and beyond as far as the risks he takes and the fucking abuse that he takes every fucking match. I mean, you got to give that guy a shitload of credit for that because, I mean, that, that's what he fucking does, man. And, you know, not not to step on it, not like it fucking matters, but um, he's going to be in cage of death. And... If you can't look at A.R. Fox and Cage of Death and not know that there's going to be some crazy shit in that fucking thing, I mean, that, I mean that's just a no-brainer. Um, Joe Gacy, I've always liked Joe Gacy. Well, I don't want to say always. I, because um, I didn't always like Joe Gacy. But um, Gacy towards, uh, towards the middle to the end of the Runaways thing. He really started to, um, you know, grow on me as far as, um, you know, his progress and how good he was getting. And he was able to do so much in the ring, even for a guy on a bigger size. The dude could really move, you know, with some speed and shit like this. Um, And uh, I also noticed over time that he's really worked well with that cruiserweight type style. Like, you know, his matches with Strickland are really good and, um, you know, he, he's he's wrestled some really good matches with guys of that style. Um, I think more so than he did with the matches of bigger guys. I, I hated his matches with Tremont. I thought they were garbage. Um, but um, so I, I expected this to be really really good, and it wasn't terrible. Like I said, Fox was all over the place killing himself. Fucking um, Casey did his thing. Gacy, he's been doing that fucking handspring shit for a while now, and he's always nailed it really well. Every time he did it on this match, he he did it, like, off his fucking head, like his arms couldn't support his body and shit. And, like, if you hadn't seen him do it before, you just go like, that fat motherfucker can't do a handspring. What the fuck kind of shit is that? 
But, no, I mean, I've seen him do it a million times fucking perfect. But for whatever reason, his arms weren't doing fucking favors on that move. And uh, he did that shit off his head and shoulders. And um, he did his shit the first time that way and was like, oh, I mean, you know, maybe he fucked up. He went to do it again, and he did it the same fucking way. It was like, oh, fucking leave that move at home and shit if that's the way it's going to come out. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I've also, and, you know, not to be a dick, but Gacy was getting in some really good shape for a while and uh, really, really cutting down, and he seemed to have gained all that shit back. So I don't know if it was the Black Whopper at the fucking Burger King with the Halloween Whopper or um, if they put up, like, a new 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 um you know food joint in his neighborhood that he can't he can't resist or or i i don't know what happened but um but i and again i don't even know if that um that handspring is is attributed to weight or anything like that because dude has been a big dude for a long time and whether you know he was on the better um you know the better side of his fitness or the worst side of his fitness he was always able to move a lot quicker than you'd expect them to and do a lot more agile shit than you'd expect them to. So again, it could just be an off night and shit like this, but, um, but yeah, you know, I, I hope for better. Unfortunately, as far as I'm concerned, it's not going to get better and it's nothing against him, but they're not ending this, uh, Tim Don's feud. And I, and I'm not a Don's fan. I just, um, and you know, I will follow this too with, um, with the, with the Don's match coming up and say, um, something that's completely contradictory of, of what I'm saying right now, but I, I don't see it. I just don't see it, and I think um, him mixed up with, with Don's, I, I can't imagine that pairing just being fantastic, uh, you know, going forward. I am imagine they're going to go into cage of death with it, but um, I, I don't know. I mean, hopefully they prove me wrong and do some ill shit, but um, I, I just don't see it with Don's. But, um, so there's there's that uh, Donst, uh, you know, uh, distracted, and AR Fox got the roll up in. Um, Team Tremendous defended the titles over the Beaver Boys. Uh, this this was pretty good. I like both of these teams a lot, and I'm glad Team Tremendous kept the belts. Uh, you know, they had those those months where it was like uh, Dan Barry was out, and um, um, fucking um, what's his face? And Jesus Christ. Um, why the fuck did I just lose that dude's name? Fuck. Um, so, you know, Dan Barry was out. Dude had to get a fucking, uh, tag team partner. And, um, and, and he had, uh, Bucks Belmar. And, uh, that, that shit is going to drive me fucking nuts. I randomly lost that dude's name. Bill Carr. Jesus Christ. I, um... Yeah, I, I didn't, like, not know the guy's name. It just completely, like, drew a blank when I went to fucking say it. Uh, so, Bill Carr had uh, Buck Stelmar as his tag partner for that show, and I think they ran it, like, a two-month thing, and then they had the thing where they dressed him up, and I thought that was a hilarious gimmick with him. But um, because um, they had just won the titles, and um, Dan Barry was, was out. And then it seemed like as soon as fucking Dan Barry was to come back, Bill Carr was out. He got fucked up. So then they, they were filling in for him. And it was like, you know, so far, this, this awesome team, their title run has been all fill-ins and, and substitutes and, and, and shit like this. So I, I'd really like to see this tag team get, you know, a proper title run 
with both of those guys in the fucking building because I think they are a really, really good tag team. They got tons of, you know, personality and shit on top of their wrestling ability, and they could do a lot storyline-wise to just really make that uh, that whole division look good. And they, they could wrestle anybody. They could do, you know, a, a bunch of different shit in the ring. So, um, so uh, yeah, I was glad that they won this and, uh, you know, keeping it on them, at least, you know, going to decay to death. Um, next up was fucking, um, Joey Janela versus Tim Donce. And this was the one and only Tim Donce match that I really, really liked. Um, I got to give Joey Janela a lot of credit for it. I'm sure that, you know, he'd say differently, you know, the humble side of things would say, oh, Tim Donce did just as much. And hey, man, Tim bust his fucking ass in his match. But I mean, Janela really made Tim Donce look vicious, you know. Uh, Dons came off looking like a savage because fucking Janela just bumps all over the fucking place and just fucking killed himself for that shit. This this was really, really good. Um, one of my favorite matches on the card, honestly. And, um, it, yeah, it was, it was great shit. And Joey Janela became the new Wired champion, which I think is a great idea because Janela is a guy the fans can get behind. You can put Janela in there with anybody. And if I could give advice to fucking CZW on one thing is Janela, push that motherfucker to the moon. And, and hey, man, have him do some fucking CZW-type shit in the company. I'm not saying throw him in a fucking 200 light tube match, but I'm saying, like, this dude's diving off of rider trucks. This dude is diving off of fucking pillars and balconies and all sorts of shit in every other company he's been in. He's very comfortable with that type of shit. The one person, you have, uh, the one company you haven't really seen him do too much over-the-top stuff is fucking CZW. And and this match showed a lot of hardcore shit, so I'm not saying there was nothing hardcore about this. I'm saying as far as him diving off some high shit, um, you know, I mean that that's back in the day that was more of a CZW thing than anything. Not, you know, the other way around where everybody else gets the shit and then uh you know. But it's mild criticism. It's just uh just saying the CZW should really let these fucking dudes shine when they while they're there. Because um, they're killing it all over the fucking place, a lot of these guys. And uh, you got to get their fucking best out of them. So um, Joey Janela being the champion, I think, is a great, great thing. I mean, you got Matt Trema up top, who is one of the best promo guys in the business, one of the best deathmatch wrestlers in the business. The guy can wrestle as well, which he definitely showed later on that night. Um, I mean, what a great fucking flagship. And you got your other titles, you know, held by Joey Janela, who is just a fucking workhorse. And, and the guy could just, he could work fucking anybody. And um, and then you got your tag titles on fucking Team Tremendous. I mean, that, that set of champions right there is pretty fucking huge. You can look at those champions right across the board and say, all right, CZW's got some good shit going on, right? So it, it makes a lot of sense. Um, you know, I, I'm not against putting a heel champion or anything like that, but Tim Donce, like, you'd have to do a lot of fucking explaining to why that shit works or what it is and this and that. You could just look at Joey Janela's work on the surface and go, okay, that's that's their fucking wire champion. And again, that fucking title is garbage. Here's what needs to happen, man. And I know who gives a fuck about what I think, but um, at the end of the Greg Excellent match, I guess let me just go into that. Uh, Greg Excellent defended the honorary CW World Junior Heavyweight Championship against Dick Justice. I had no interest in this match at all. The first one, I was not amused to that shit. 
Um, all comedy, all that shit. Greg came out with this fucking fuck you look on his face and just kind of no-sold the entire comedy gimmick and just looked like, uh, like I guess he he just turned heel, I guess. Uh, to me, it was more of a face move just because I didn't want to see the fucking match. So when he turned on all the fucking hijinks and just fucking put the dude in the Boston Crab and tapped him the fuck out, I was good with it. You know what I mean? He, uh, you know, he turned on Chrissy Rivera, shoved her down. He threw the fucking belt down on, uh, on the ring, which to me, um, I had nothing against him, you know, having Chrissy as his manager because, you know, Chrissy's great and, you know, you know, I've always liked Chrissy a lot. So I, I don't, that, that's not, you know, one of the things I'm like, oh, good. I'm glad he did that. But uh, the title never belonged on Greg Excellent whatsoever, and it definitely didn't belong being a joke. Even when it was on Greg Excellent back in the day, I didn't consider it a joke then because at least the angle made sense and the title still meant something. It wasn't. It, it didn't devalue the title whatsoever when Greg had it the first time. When Greg had it this time, well, the, the title is labeled as a fucking joke, just like it was when Alexander James had it. So it's just bullshit. It's a garbage fucking angle. The, the history of the junior heavyweight title is tremendous. And, and you can't just fucking stomp on it by saying it doesn't matter anymore. You can't. The history is still fucking there. That's why, to me, the fucking best thing that they could do, that wire title is absolute garbage. You could do it with Janela, anybody. Anybody wins that fucking title, comes out there with that fucking title, fucking grabs the mic and goes, listen, I, you know, I got this fucking wired title, and, you know, it means a lot for me to be, uh, you know, champion and all that, but um, actually, let me let me look this up real quick. Um, you know, it means a lot for me to be, be champion, but, you know, being a CCW fan, and, and it would really, really fucking work with Janela, because Janela was a CCW fan, you know, back in the day, so... When he when he holds the fucking title and he goes, you know, hey, I, it means a lot for me to be CZW champion of any sort. But, you know, there's a thing I always wished I could be fucking CZW junior heavyweight title. And it, this title's been thrown around. This title's been made a joke out of. That title had a history of fucking Trent Acid, Justice Payne, June Kasai, Winger, Men's Tail, Ruckus. Sanjay Dutt, Mike Quackenbush, fuck Alex Shelley, geez, uh, I mean, uh, Sexy Eddie, Jigsaw, fucking Danny Havoc, fucking Ryan McBride, Ego, fucking, you know, just just a couple people, Sammy Callahan, fucking Drake Younger, all these people, A.R. Fox, have held the fucking title. Well, fuck, man, I want to hold that title. I want to make that title mean something again. Throw that other fucking title in the garbage and pick that other fucking title up and say, this is where the fuck I'm defending my title. That other title doesn't mean shit to me. Now, you could branch right off of that to everybody who held the wired title and not the junior title, taking offense to that and saying, oh, yeah, well, I was a fucking wired champion. I don't appreciate that shit. And, you know, and then at that point, Joey Janela's got a bunch of challengers lined up for dudes who, who you know, who want to side with their wired title reign meaning something. And, you know, meanwhile, he's bringing back the fucking junior title so he can go on ahead to head with them. And it just winds up being great fucking matchups either way. 
and you get a title that fucking means something back. I don't give a fuck about your stupid fucking TV deal that didn't pan out. Fucking wired TV title. Dude, you don't have a wired fucking TV, so why the fuck do you have a TV title? Shit don't make sense. So, you go from that to, it's got all these fucking rainbow colors on it. Shit, it just looks stupid. It's fucking history is nothing. It, it's had some very talented wrestlers as fucking champions, but they could very easily have just been junior heavyweight fucking champions. It doesn't make any fucking sense. So, that's just fucking me. And it actually, it's not just fucking me. It's fucking everybody. Because that title ain't shit. And, and I want to see fucking Joey Janela holding the fucking junior heavyweight title and defending that shit all over the fucking place. You know, there's times the fucking junior heavyweight title will go into fucking best of the best and be defended in that shit during his tournament because that was what it was all about. And you can swing outside the fucking weight class. It doesn't make a fucking difference. Call it junior heavyweight, whatever. You had Ego as fucking junior heavyweight champion. You had Drake as you, you know. So I don't think it even matters. I mean, I know they, they like to point at Greg as well. Greg had it, yeah, but that was a fucking joke. You know, that that was meant to be, like, a play on the shit. And, like, oh, no, he's a junior heavyweight, really. You know, and they did the same thing with Ruckus back in the day. And uh, Rebel would come out with the scale and shit and try to get him to fucking weigh in and say that he was too heavy to be champ. I mean, that that's just an angle. That doesn't that shouldn't translate to you going, yeah, fuck that title altogether. Like, oh, that that's fucking retarded. So that title means fucking something to me and a lot of fucking fans. So, um that's uh you know that's that's just how I see it. So I don't understand why uh, we still have to look at this bullshit ass fucking title. And um, yeah, uh, so so that's what I would do. Um, Greg turning heel, I, I think that's cool. Um, again, you know, I, I just hope they find something for Chrissy because it seemed like that was the only thing they had for her is when uh, you know they went down the road with uh. With Greg, they were able to put Christy with her. And, you know, before that, they, after the four loco thing, they just kind of threw her to the side. And eh, I kind of thought that was bullshit. So when they, uh, you know, they they got something for her to keep her involved. Um, and, uh, you know, that's that's uh, that's just how I feel. I'll, I'm trying to get this fucking thing to uh, reload because computer works like absolute garbage. Um I guess I'm going to have to stretch this motherfucker through to the fucking tax time again next year. And I don't know if I get a new one or uh, some kind of serious shit get done because uh, th- this is not even that old. I mean, I just got this shit last year. And, and it's just fucking just garbage at this point. Like, the-, the amount of freezing and shit it does, I think the whole fucking thing is trying to melt down on me. Um, I fucking hate computers because uh, they, just- they just cause me tremendous problems. I like a lot of shit about them. I like how they fucking, you know, they do a lot of shit I need to do. But um, when it comes down to it, they start fucking up, and there's nothing I can do about it. Um, so then you had Masada defeating Rory Gulak, and this fucking Rory Gulak gimmick is the shit, man. I love this fucking gimmick. He is playing it up with this fucking amazing fucking saying that shit after all this fucking moves. And um, threw glitter in fucking Masada's face. Who would have ever thought you'd see fucking glitter on Masada? Uh, shit was fucking crazy. And um, overall, he's just playing it up great. This this is an excellent gimmick. And um, 
Yeah, I'm enjoying it quite a bit. You know, and it is great to see Masada back in uh, in CZW as a whole. Um, so then you go forward. Uh, Matt Tremont defended his title against G's. This this was a good match, and um, I I thought it was very good. And uh, yeah, man, like I said, Tremont definitely showed some uh, wrestling prowess in this in this match. Um, G's did his fucking thing as always, and um. Yeah, I, I enjoyed this match quite a bit. Definitely more so than the last one. Last one was, you know, a little short. You know, title, just just a title change match. Like they just tried to make it quick, and you know, it was after the um, Tremont already wrestled Pepper Park, so you know, it was just kind of thrown in there. Um, but yeah, this this was definitely one of their best matches out of the two, at least I thought. Um, now, after the match, see, this this is the fucking thing, too. DJ, like, let me let me see. Earlier in the show, fucking. Standing there with your fucking $3 fucking suits like you running shit. Nigga, you ain't running nothing. Right. So that, that was uh, DJ early in the show. And then later in the show, the motherfucker's out there in T-shirt and fucking shorts and shit. DJ Hyde, fuck you. You know what I mean? Like, the dude can't even maintain his own fucking look through a whole fucking show. Can you imagine just fucking, you know, going like, all right, man, well, I'm going to go out there as the, you know, uh, the the owner of the company, and I'm going to have a fucking a suit on, and I'm going to go out, and, I, you know, I, I'll look all professional and all this and this and this. And then by the end of the show, you're out there in other fucking gear like you didn't know that the shit was going down. Like, what the fuck did you change your clothes for? Shit doesn't make any fucking sense. It's not like the dude wrestled and then he had fucking, well, what else am I going to do, this and this. It's fucking stupid. He comes out and see, here's the thing with DJ. There's a lot of shit that goes on in that company that could be done better by someone else. And he just, because he has a fucking ego, he decides nobody better than him to do some of these things. I mean, this this goes all the way down to the filming of the fucking product to fucking the wrestling uh, that goes down. Because Matt Tremont is going to go fucking wrestle DJ Hyde in fucking Ohio? For fucking what? Dude is a fucking world champion. What the fuck is he wrestling DJ for? No fucking reason. None. DJ has built himself not at all. DJ had shit going into fucking Cage of Death last year that he gave the fuck up on. He had Chris Dickinson, and Dickinson's cutting fucking promos all over the internet about he's going to kill fucking DJ. DJ didn't cut any fucking promo back while he's sitting in fucking Disney World taking pictures with fucking cartoon characters and shit. With no kids, fucking dude is doing this shit. Which, hey, man, whatever you enjoy, that's, that's fine with me. But this fucking dude is doing that. And his reasoning for why... He didn't cut any promos back at Dickinson leading into that cage of death is because he was stepping away from being a wrestler and focusing on owning the company and, and doing that. So he didn't want to feed back into the feud because he was taking a step away. So again, gave up on his fucking feud. Instead of finishing out strong, all the way up and through the fucking match, he just quit on it in order to step away after the fucking match. 
doesn't make any sense, doesn't look good on the company, and it doesn't look good on yourself. As far as looking good on itself, that's DJ. That, that's the way DJ is always going to look. And it is why people, they get it all fucked up in their head. Like, why doesn't DJ have the respect? I don't make, it doesn't make any sense. Like he, he, he rekindled this relationship, and he did this, and he did that. Trace's own fucking character. It's a joke. You couldn't take your shit seriously if you weren't, like, unless you had some form of mild retardation. Unless you were functionally retarded, I, I can't imagine you looking at his character and be like, he really pulls that off well. This this is going, oh, yeah, I, I believe exactly what character he's supposed to be. I mean, look at it. He was a fucking, he was DJ versus fucking Dickinson. He quit on that shit. Kind of just went away and stopped doing the cut the promo thing, stopped coming out, really just kind of laid to the back. Out of fucking nowhere, before Tournament of Death, he's like, you're going to wrestle me, Connor, in the first round. Fucking, yeah, it's going to be me. For no reason. No reason he has to be in Tournament of Death. It's his fucking backyard. So he's like, all right, uh, it's going to be me. So you you got fucking me. Couldn't just be Nick fucking Gage because, I mean, well, that was already there. The only three-way in the fucking entire tournament was because DJ had to be involved in a match as well. So everybody else had one-on-ones except for the match with DJ because he had to have a fucking three-way so he could be involved, which made no motherfucking sense. Again. So he comes off of that and then pretty much wrestles none, as far as I know. I mean, if I'm missing something fucking great, I'm glad I put it out of my mind. But, look, he pretty much wrestles none after that. And then does this thing where he comes out dressed like a motherfucking, uh, like a fucking Pokemon and, and then beats up milk chocolate after the month before he came out dressed in a fucking suit and just kind of looked at him like he didn't know why they were there. And then the next month he comes out dressed like a Pokemon and fucking he beats them up. Now they're not booked anymore, but we got to fucking see friends. We got the the fucking Trident and the Sea Friends. We got that shit. But Milk Chocolate, who's actually a really good fucking tag team, and have never been used as a good tag team in CZW. They've been used to be squashed by several different fucking people. One-on-two fucking squashes. That's all they've used fucking Milk Chocolate for. And, yo, man, yeah, they could play the whole comedy, hey, look, they're fucking, you know, boy band singers, all of that bullshit. But, like, Beyond all that, those motherfuckers are good wrestlers, and they've never fucking used them as that. They used them so DJ could fucking squash them. Get the fuck out of here. And then go back to not fucking wrestling, and then you get a world title shot in fucking Ohio? For what? It doesn't make any fucking sense. Makes no fucking sense. What? Okay, DJ versus Tremont. So you fucking... You had Tremont kill himself all over the place for like a fucking year. You went on your fucking shoot interview and more or less told the world that you fucking carried that feud and that Matt Tremont showed that he was still green when he wrestled fucking Tommy Dreamer coming off of that. And then you fucking demoted him. You gave him a deep push or whatever you want to call it and stuck him with Gacy for a year. And you admitted that he wasn't ready. You stuck him down with fucking Gacy. Meanwhile... He's setting the fucking world on fire everywhere he goes. He's cutting fucking promos you haven't cut in your motherfucking dreams. Like, 
the, the promo work that fucking Tremont does, if you can't look at that shit and know that you got a motherfucking gold mine, you're out of your goddamn mind. If you can't look at what Tremont's accomplishments have been in the fucking business and, and go, oh, wow, he's doing shit I'll never do in my fucking life because that, that's what DJ should be looking at. Not that I'm on that guy's level and I'll just go get a title shot against him because I forced a, a feud that lasted a fucking year for no reason against Tremont. You know what I mean? Like, DJ just wants to get on whatever the fuck is hot. He just wants to attach his name to whatever's hot. Gage got out. He had to have a fucking piece of, of being in a match with fucking Gage. Because God forbid it wasn't all about fucking DJ. Tremont's on motherfucking fire. Deej comes out of fucking nowhere. Oh, I got to wrestle that guy. But when fucking Dickinson was on fire, oh, I got to wrestle that guy. But then before the match comes up, he lost his fucking interest. Because Disney World fucking, uh, you know, he got into, on the small small world ride and fucking uh, he, he stopped thinking about what the fuck he was, he, he was thinking about prior to that. Back. I mean, you, you can keep going fucking back, too. Adam Cole was on fire. He attached himself to that shit. Fucking Sammy Callahan was on fire. Who's feuding with fucking Sammy Callahan? Oh, fucking DJ again. This is what DJ has done throughout history. He's attached himself to the hottest shit going, and then he just goes like, yeah, well, you see you see what I've done. And, and he actually said on his fucking shoot interviews, like, he's making these people better. You see what they've accomplished after they worked with me. Get the fuck out of here. Let me hold on. I gotta. I gotta find it real quick. Um, DJ Hyde, fuck you. Exactly. And um, you know, it, it's just fucking ridiculous. It's absolutely fucking ridiculous. So now he's out there, and, and he, you know, oh, are you, do you want a title match? Do you want a title match? So they keep bringing people out, and you, you end up with Masada. Um, A.R. Fox, Devin Moore, and Matt Tremont for Cage of Death. This is obviously the replacement to Nick Gage and fucking um, Nick Gage and uh, and Tremont that they were building so heavily. Um, and, and you know, hey man, that's another thing. Is again, you know, we we can't really uh, we we can't really honor Trent Acid when it comes down to like tributes and shit like that because you know that that's a really bad rep. But when Nick Gage is in prison for failing a drug test after doing a four-year fucking stretch for robbing a bank because he was addicted to drugs, we we could easily just turn a blind eye to that and go, hey, hey you know, unfortunate circumstances, um, you know, so uh, I, I guess, um, you know, something, something, something really fucked up. But, again, it, it's kind of phrased like something fucked up happened as if there was nobody on the planet that could have controlled the situation fuck out of here man and, and somehow it just it doesn't it doesn't reflect badly on anybody see the thing that that makes it so i will never forget the fact that that trent can't be mentioned in high regard in czw unless it's by the fucking wrestlers who actually do fucking respect him the reason why i can't let that shit go is because he's gone you know what i mean there's people that are still around and still doing shit currently doing shit that would put a bad name on the company. But you're not worried about that. You will all, you're all good with that. That doesn't make any difference to you at all. But but the one that's gone, oh, 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 can't bring that up much because that would put a bad name on the company. It's bullshit. It's absolute bullshit. So anyway, um, so that main event is going to be fucking bananas. Uh, I don't want to fucking, you know, uh, discredit that main event whatsoever. 
That fucking cage of death is going to be crazy. You got Devin who's able to wrestle all sorts of styles from deathmatch to high flying to that dude knows what it's all about to fucking step up a cage of death. You got Matt Tremont and fucking Masada who are two of the best deathmatch wrestlers in the world. And of course, you know, any any time needed, Masada can wrestle his fucking ass off. And, and Tremont's a good wrestler too. Um, and then on top of that, like that, you got fucking A.R. Fox, who is just a suicidal fucking high flyer heading into the fucking main event. What I'm sure a copious amount of fur, wristbands, and fucking shoes, and, and the best. I mean, this dude is going to show up with, I mean, all sorts of silly shit on. You you can bet that. But that, that dude is going to fight himself all over that cage. That match is going to be fucking great. Just great. Watch. Um, so, so then there's that, um, main event is the nation of intoxication versus OI4K in a tangled web death match. This shit was fucking crazy. Absolutely fucking just bananas. I mean, you got it. Well, you got to see it to believe it, but unfortunately that that's not very possible. Um, I'll get into that in a minute. Um, possible to a certain extent, but um, the, the match was fucking crazy. All over the place. More spots than you could fucking really lift. Um, they had uh, boxes on the outside. Uh, the box on the one side had um, carpet strips across the top, barbed wire down the bottom. Um, Connor Claxton took like a DVD through that shit from Alex Cologne. Um Crazy spots all over this match. Like I said, uh, there, there's only so much I could say about it. You really got to see it for yourself. But it was it was crazy. It lived up to the hype of a tangled web. Um, very very good shit. And um, so this this uh, pretty much brought the seemingly brought the OI4K um, Nation of Intoxication feud to a close. Um, it also uh, I mean, as a surprise to the fans, it brought uh, Jake Chris' career to a close for the most part. This was uh, after the match announced that this would be his last show in the skate zone in Jersey. His last overall match in CZW will be in Ohio, you know, in his home state, and that'll be up against Devin Moore. So, um, you know, that he's got he's got another kid on the way. And uh, you know, he got on the mic and he said that he's not giving his kid's childhood to the uh to the business like this his past. Which hey man, you know, I didn't know that that's the way shit was going down or whatever. Um, you know, much respect to him for that. Uh Jake has always been a class act. He's always gone out there and just busted his ass on on every occasion. The dude is um a tremendous wrestler and he's always been just fucking great for C Z W and um you know, both him and his brother. But Jake man, like He's um yeah he's always been a great great fucking wrestler and an asset to CZW as a whole. Um, definitely gonna miss him, but I mean I couldn't respect his decision anymore as a father, and um, you know for him to just wholeheartedly you know dedicate his whole shit to um, you know just doing that, you know staying more at home instead of all the traveling and stuff like that because that that shit's got to be really hard. And, um, you know, much respect to Jake Crist. And, uh, like I said, I'm going to miss him. You know, he, he was always an entertaining wrestler. Uh, you know, what a what a match to close it out on. Um, so, 
Yeah, that, that's that. Um, the other thing I want to get into as far as this show goes is the fact that CZW, because, you know, I got a chance to look at the uh, the iPay-Per-View feed, the, uh, the replay. A friend of mine had it. And, uh, you know, I wanted to rewatch the main event. And because, uh, um, for whatever reason, the um, the CZW shows normally these days, see, it seems like the technology is going backwards. So they were all ramped up and gung-ho, and they wanted to do an actual pay-per-view, and, and they're, they're putting the fucking pre-show matches so that's the way the iPay-per-views have no no intermission on it because that that wouldn't be right and and then you know i mean shows have intermission so i don't understand where that's such a problem any fucking way but you want to let it stream all the way through like a wwe event i mean there's there's a lot of shit needs to be fixed before you worry about looking like a fucking wwe event so for whatever reason czw normally have their big fucking czw tron thing and the fucking matches are playing on the czw tron so if the action spills out of the ring, as it always does, the fucking fans can look at the screen. Rather than going, I can't see shit on the other side of the ring, fans look at the screen, you see a perfect feed of what's going on. Now, for a match like fucking Tangle Web, this is pretty fucking crucial. So, guess what? The whole fucking show, those fucking screens were just a screensaver. You might as well put them shits in the fucking truck and head them back where the fuck they came from. Because if you think you need a screensaver of pictures of the dudes that are actually wrestling in the ring, like this slideshow of pictures of the dudes that are already fucking wrestling. I don't know what you're trying to sell because the motherfuckers in the building are are already seeing these people in live action. They don't need a picture of the motherfucker on the screen and say, oh, well, you know, here's a, here's a picture of Joey Janela. Okay, what the fuck does that mean? Come on, man. So, you can't get a feed to your fucking screen for the fans to see all the fucking action like it's been. Again, the screen should be used for fucking promo hype videos before the show. You can get packages put together. These these guys were doing this ten fucking years ago. Ten years ago. They were running fucking hype videos that had the whole crowd on fire. And and now in 2015, it's completely impossible. Completely impossible. Can't do that. No fucking way. We just want them to fucking sit on their hands, and then we just want to march a guy out there, play the music, start the show, and then just eh, get whatever energy we can out of them. And, and march out to see friends, and then that'll do. The fuck kind of shit is this, man? So you can't get the fucking screen working. That's one. Two... The fucking, the iPay-Per-View is garbage. Absolute garbage. The film crew needs to be fucking completely fired. Everybody on that motherfucker should be shit-canned. Because the fucking thing looks like Michael J. Fox is filming the shit. Shit jumping all over the fucking place. If any kind of spot is going on, the camera is jumping up and fucking down like it was on that fucking twerk machine that I used at the chiropractor today. It's been all over the fucking place. Shit is fucking crazy. What the fuck is going on? I mean, come on, man. Smart Mark Video is the best fucking filming company in the fucking indies. And they've been that for over a decade. So, again, DJ and DJ said, it'd be better on the company if we just do it ourselves. We could spend the big investment 
and then in the long run we save money and we get more profit on the overall or whatever the fucking case was. Well, bullshit, because your fucking product is being put out like fucking garbage, like absolute trash, fucking screen jumping up and down. Motherfuckers are straight up missing spots, straight missing spots. Shit that I saw live, you don't see on the fucking iPay-per-view. Why is that? Why? How is that acceptable? And then, like, you know, where a guy's doing a fucking slam, and it looks like the guy who has the fucking camera just took the body slam because the shit jumps up and down like he's standing on a fucking trampoline and motherfuckers kicking the side of it or something. Yeah, I mean, dude, this shit is fucking crazy. The amount of movement that fucking camera has while action's going on, shit should be still as hell. I mean, you have your hard cam that gets everything. You know, you don't get a lot of other angles, but you get a hard cam that that, that nails everything. And then your your fucking side of the ring cam gets a closer view of everything, and you can get it from different angles. But the one thing that should stay consistent is you're not zooming in and out like a fucking maniac. You're not jumping up and down as far as the height of the camera goes. All of this shit is happening throughout the whole iPay-Per-View, and it was grainy as fuck on top of it. So you couldn't even get, like, a clear, clear thing. But... My problem beyond any of that is the fucking jumpiness. When it looks like a mother... There's motherfuckers in the crowd with their goddamn phone that are getting better footage of the fucking spots. You're running around trying to stop them, and I do understand that, and, you know, I give you credit for doing that. Um, I've never been a try-to-film-a-show type of motherfucker, so it ain't never going to affect me. But there's motherfuckers getting better footage of the spots than your fucking camera crew is. That shit is crazy. That shit is crazy as fuck. Like, they were letting people do that shit. For, I, I still, it baffles me to know why the fuck they, they let people do that. But at the Nick Gage Invitational, they didn't even fucking tell people not to record. So there's, like, 25 angles of, like, that one fire spot that Masada took with uh with Corp. And I've seen better fucking footage of that fire spot than I saw at the fucking Tangled Web iPay-Per-Views on any of those spots. It's fucking crazy, man. You guys should be ashamed of yourself. And to even think that you're ready for some kind of next fucking level pay-per-view or you're ready to step it up and you're going to fucking do this, you're going to remove fucking entrance music and make original music so that way it could be distributed better. What the fuck are you going to distribute? That fucking, that crazy shit? You're going to, yeah, I mean, it, it doesn't make any fucking sense to me doesn't make any sense to me at all. Shit, my phone just told me low fucking battery. Hold on, let me plug this shit up. All right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, it just, it baffles me to what the fuck CZW is thinking about. And, you know, um, oh, Shane Strickland had a really good match on the show. Oh, no, he didn't. He was just fucking in the building and not booked again. I don't really understand this type of shit. But we did get uh, the fucking King Trident run around. So that was good. The fuck, man. And DJ Hyde's booked to wrestle coming up on on the Ohio show. So that's good. So he's wrestling at Tremont. So you're obviously Tremont's getting... So Tremont's going to keep his fucking belt. But, um, you know, I mean, at least that'll that'll escalate DJ 
to, um, well, nothing because it's a random fucking match with no meaning. It's just, it's just fucking crazy. Like I'm dumbfounded by the, the shit that CZW does and, uh, you know, the inconsistency of what's going on with it. I, I, I just, I can't wrap my fucking head around it. And, and I mean, for the production value to be that fucking bad, I, how is this going to move in the right direction? I mean, this was only a month and a half ago that we were talking about running two pay-per-views and putting them on Sundays because that's when pay-per-views are. And we're, you know, such a professional company. We're like the WWE. And like, get the fuck out of here, man. This old fan cam bullshit. Uh, this shit is fucking crazy. So, um, I I think that's all I got for CZW. If nothing else, I will definitely come back to it. Uh, I'm gonna, you know, hit, hit up some uh, football and some other shit there. But um, I'm gonna take a break. But first, DJ you know, Hyde, fuck you. One more for the road. Um, let me see, because I gotta get this fucking phone charged up. I've been listening to shit out of some 50 in the gym. Um, I got a, just a whole 50 playlist that um, shit is shit is on point for the gym. And um, she had me fired up because you know, I've been on some nonstop fucking Sean Price since, since through past. And, um, you know, I, I, that shit is still always regular in my fucking uh, my rotation. But, um, you know, starting to, you know, hit up the shit I've been missing a little bit in the meantime. And like I said, the. 50 playlist, man. 50 put out some fucking ridiculous shit over his years. And, you know, now we're getting into some eh, kind of so-so stuff. You're getting a couple tracks on on an album that are that are dope. But, uh, but yeah, some of his early shit. And, and, I mean, even up to current stuff, you pull out those couple songs that are hot. And um, 50's a nasty motherfucker. He just needs to get back on that shit. So I um, guess we'll see. Um, but, yeah, check it out. Nobody likes me, but that's okay, cause I don't like y'all anyway, and I don't like y'all anyway, fuck all y'all, oh yeah, my watch talk for me, my whip talk for me, my gat talk for me, bad with up on me, even bitches who don't know me, they wanna blow me, cause this shit I floss with, he's saying a lot for me, I came in the rap humble. I don't give a fuck now, I serve anybody like niggas who hustle up, damn, uh-huh, uh-huh. hope the price go up, cats who come down, the D's running my grip, I'm nowhere to be found, niggas who hustle for me, they don't even stash tracks, they keep them on them, right there in their ass yeah. crack, when I don't like a nigga, I don't pretend to, have the paramedics wrap your fucking head like a Hindu, look, I ain't going nowhere, so be used to me, OGs look at me and see I'm what they used to be, I'm that nigga that's so dope, the nigga that's so dope, the nigga that shot dice when broke, and so so, the thug that pop Shit, the thug that pop lips, the thug that went from three and a half to a whole brick. Nigga ain't in his right mind going against me. My bitches pray that the words that make a blind man see. We murder, I don't believe you murder. Fuck around and leave you murder. I don't believe you murder, murder. Your life's on the line. Y'all niggas don't want no part of me. I'm trying to figure out how y'all started me. You gon' make me catch you on a late night. Pop shots with the fifth and slide off in the sixth. Man, why spark it, so I spray random Not a pretty nigga, but my mom think I'm handsome I hate to hear he say, she say shit Unless he say, she say, she on my dick It's no coincidence Niggas who fuck with me 
need to get shot up. I do a Cali style, drive by and tear your block up. Storm through, you putting up a crazy front. I stay with the Mac, cause niggas tried to blaze me once. In the hood, they like, damn. 50 really spit it on them. Heard that shit? Yeah. 50 really shit it on them. Beef, you don't want none. So don't start none. You just a small player in this game. Play your part, son. We murder. I don't believe you Uh-huh. That's why they write about bricks and only dealt with dimes yeah. Leave it to them, and they say they got a fast car, NASCAR Truck with a crash bar, and TVs in the dash bar See them in the fire with stock rims, I just laugh, huh? I said stunts when I ain't trying, I ain't lying I sit down peace till I split up, keep my wrist lit up Get out of line, I get you hit up Now if you say my name in your rhyme, you better watch what you say You can carry the weight, you can get shot and carry the weight Now here's a list of MCs that can kill you in A-bars 50, um, Jay-Z and Nas I'ma say this shit now and never again We ain't buddies, we ain't partners And we damn sure we ain't friends The games you playing, you can kill like that Acting like you all hard, you ain't built like that See me when you see me, nigga What? We murder, I don't believe you Yo, um, I forgot something. I, I forgot I wanted to talk a little bit more about these punk motherfuckers and this little deathmatch group. Um, th- this past week, uh, I knew this shit wasn't going to last because I didn't like those motherfuckers before. Um, yeah, I told you about uh, the week before the motherfucker blocked me because I said some shit on the show about him being retarded for giving $400 to Gage on a, you know, uh, to get him out because of whatever the fuck. Um, but... These motherfuckers, like, they just, they spent all their fucking time just blowing motherfuckers. Just just sucking off fucking deathmatch wrestlers. And they, they don't have, like, anything else, you know, back in their fuck. And there's some exceptions in there. I ain't talking about, you know, um, you know, everybody in there feels the same way. But I'll tell you for sure, the motherfuckers who run it are this way. And then there's a lot of other people, a lot of other people who are the same fucking way. They're fucking worthless, and um, they don't have fucking spines or morals or, or, or any kind of fucking anything to, to fucking stand by. They they more or less, like, the Deathmatch Wrestling page, the Defend Deathmatch Wrestling page, a lot of what they stand for is just fucking defend Deathmatch Wrestlers no matter what they do. No matter what they do. If a Deathmatch Wrestler, you know, starts fucking eating children's heads, well then, fuck it. Um, let's try to not mention it again, and then if someone brings it up, ask them, you know, what, what's the point of talking about that? You know what I mean? Like, they just they just try to brush every fucking thing under the rug. There was um the last, the, the last post that, you know, got me set off is someone started a post and started asking shit about Necro. Um, now, anybody who doesn't know the the 
quote-unquote rumor going around the fucking wrestling world is that he has FC. Now, I'm not a fucking doctor. I'm not the fucking dude that, you know, uh, you know, brought up the paperwork or any of that kind of shit. I've heard it from fucking probably ten different people separately that don't even talk to each other. So from like ten different fucking sources, some people were in the business, some people were fans, some people were this, some people were that. I've heard from a lot of fucking people that that was the deal. Now, hey, man, it is what it is. That's not what I said in this this um, circumstance. Um, other people had brought that up. Um, so people were saying this and this and this. And then I'm just reading it. You know what I mean? At this point, I'm just a spectator of this, this fucking post. But I'm getting annoyed because, you know, it's going more and more into how awesome he is and this and this. And, hey, man, I was a huge Necro Butcher fan as far as the wrestler goes. I really was. One of my favorite matches I've ever fucking witnessed on the indies was Necro Butcher versus Samoa Joe. One of my favorite death matches that I've ever seen was fucking Necro Butcher versus Toby Klein, King of the Death Match, round one. You know what I mean? This fucking dude was tremendous. I mean, his impact on on the fucking indies as a whole uh, was just, just fucking huge. Huge. I mean, he was definitely an independent superstar. Like, you, he was one of those dudes you looked for on the card. Who's Necro wrestling? Necro's on the card. So, okay, who's Necro wrestling next month? If you knew he was going to be on every month on CZW, well, fuck, who's he wrestling that month? You scan down the card. Who's he wrestling? Who's Gage wrestling? Who's this? Who's that? You know, and you would look at this shit, and, and this would factor into why you were excited for next month. So I was a big fucking fan. But, you know, a lot of this shit came down over the years, and this is prior to any of the FC, because that shit, so if he's got it, he's got it. If he don't, he don't. But I lost respect for him beforehand when the whole shit hit the internet that he beat the shit out of his wife. Now, that shit's not a rumor because he posted the shit his fucking self. He posted the shit. His wife posted fucking pictures of her face all banged up. She told the whole fucking story on Facebook about how she was in the fucking fetal position in the fucking recliner, and he's punching her in the head while she's begging him to stop fucking punching her in the head and face because the kids are in the next room. And if you can't visualize that shit as a horror scene when you hear that shit, then there's something fucking wrong with your morals. You know what I mean? With your mentality as a fucking person, if you can't hear that shit and go, man, that dude is fucked up. I don't fuck with that dude. You know what I mean? And... That, that, that's as far as it needs to go with me. It's just, I don't respect that dude. I don't, listen, look, man, I like a lot of shit the fucking Austin has done. I don't respect the dude because he beat the shit out of Deb, Deborah and shit. He beat the shit out of her. I don't respect fucking uh, uh, Mayweather. I don't respect fucking uh, Greg Hardy. I respect none of these motherfuckers that have history of beating the shit out of a woman. Like, just balling up their fists and just punching a woman in the head and face and shit. That shit doesn't, that shit doesn't equate to someone I should respect. And that's it, man. That's that. Like, I'm not Batman. Not like, I'm out to get these motherfuckers. I don't give a fuck. Like, whatever they do in their life, fine. I, there's people I'll like. There's people I won't like. You know what I mean? I, I don't condone that shit. And I, I don't look at that person as someone I can respect. Can they do something athletic that, that's fucking talented? Sure. Can they fucking put on, uh, you know, some form of entertainment that's good? Sure. But I'm, I'm sure the fuck not going to be waving their flag, wearing their shirts, or fucking shouting them out like, like that. 
So, I mean, that's just my standpoint on it. And that's really as far as it goes. I don't, you know, there's nothing I'm doing to, to ruin their reputation. The only thing they've ruined, and they, they've ruined out their fucking self, they've ruined their reputation for me. You know what I mean? So they've lost a fan in me. Anybody else who agrees with my opinion, that's their own opinion. That's not me doing a motherfucking thing. That's somebody else having their own opinion that I share. You know what I mean? So, um, and, and, you know, just to backtrack again, so his wife put all that shit out on Facebook, but saying, like, yeah, I did that, but it's because she took the money, and what would you do type shit. Not like, fuck that, I ain't do that shit, that is crazy, I would never do something like that. Or not even like, yeah, I did it, but I feel fucking terrible. And I'm not saying any one of these things would fix the situation, but showing some form of remorse or showing something that says, hey, man, I know I fucked up. This is terrible. I need help or I need to do this or I need to do that. When it just becomes like, yeah, that's what happens when people take my fucking money. What the fuck would you do and this and this? And then, like, you know, when you beat a woman in the head and then she keeps the kids away from you and the judge says, yeah, that's a great idea. Let's let's fucking keep the kids as far away as possible. And then somehow you're on Facebook talking about the judge stole my kids. Come on, man. There's not a lot of reality in that guy's mind. And, you know, and I continuously, I was a Facebook friend for a long time, just reading, like, hey, what the fuck is going to come out of this guy next? And, and day after day, week after week, month after month, you hear him going on Facebook like a fucking, like a suicidal or quote-unquote suicidal fucking high school girl. Oh, my God, no one cares. I'm going to get so fucked up tonight, this and this. And remember, there's kids that don't have a choice on whether that's their father or not. And whether he was with them or not, the, the example he's running around making to everybody in the fucking world, oh, I'm, I'm fucked up, man, I just woke up in a Walmart parking lot, I just fucking, oh, man, like, I'm going to fucking kill this 30-pack tonight, oh, I got acid, I just took acid, fucking this dude, um, he'd be on shows, like Jersey All-Pro, he was on the Jersey All-Pro show, and um, this was not this past one, the the one before the anniversary show. He posted, probably shouldn't have dropped acid an hour before bell time. Oh, well, I guess I'll see what happens. So he was dropping acid before that show. Like, he had no respect for the business itself or the fans' entertainment or anything because he was just going to do what he could, but get as fucked up as possible because it didn't really matter to him uh, to conduct himself in any kind of manner. You know what I mean? So this is where I lost respect for him, and I don't see where I should feel any differently. I mean... He doesn't like me because, you know, um, I more or less agreed with somebody else that said this type of shit online. And he deleted me as a friend and then posted on his wall that I I should get punched in the face for even liking that comment. Like, come on, man. Fucking get real with yourself. You got way fucking bigger problems than other people that that could see your faults. Maybe your faults are a bigger problem than that. I don't know. But I ain't trying to counsel you. I don't give a fuck. Um, So there was all that shit. And then then the second Jersey All-Pro show he went to... uh, um, I'm just saying the recent ones. Um, he posted like three, four hours beforehand. Man, I'm fucked up. I'm fucking trashed. Watching college football, this and that. Or college basketball. It was like Final Four, Sweet 16 or some shit. And he was fucking hammered. And this was like three, four hours before the show. Just fucking wasted watching fucking college basketball. 
Well, wouldn't you know, when the show came around and it came to him fucking wrestling, the fans chanted sober up to him after that fucking match. The fans booed him and chanted sober up. This is a dude who is one of the most over guys on the fucking indies, straight up and down. Unfucking deniable fan favorite. And that's how the fucking fans reacted, because that's what he fucking gave them. That's what they were worth to him that fucking day and any other day that he decided to fucking act like that. So do I fucking respect him? No, I don't. Should I keep my fucking mouth shut and try to protect his fucking image? No, because he didn't fucking try to protect his fucking image. So why is that my fucking job? That's me as a fan. That's me as a fan reacting to somebody who I started out respecting and then through the information that he provided me, decided that's not the type of guy I respect. But I would only know that shit because he gave me that shit. He only gave me and the world that fucking information. And if you choose to keep fucking respecting him, that's on you. So anyway, so motherfuckers on his post are posting, oh, he's a class act. And I just posted, like, because I couldn't take this shit no more. I posted class act, huh? Bunch of question marks. And then someone, and I, again, I just left it alone. I, I didn't follow it up going, yeah, class act, fuck that guy. I'm just like, yeah, it's a class act, huh? Okay. So someone else goes, why would anyone in the world not think that the necro butcher is not a cla- is a class act. Why would anybody not believe that this man is not a class act? And I'm like fucking seriously. Well, I personally don't respect people to punch women in the fucking head and faces and be women. And then they're like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, me neither. Oh yeah, fuck that. And then like a couple other people chimed in too, including Ian Sun saying, dude, Jake Cat is on on fucking point a hundred percent. And he said, you know. That dude lived with me for a while, and believe me, like, you don't, you guys don't know the half of how fucking bad that this fucking dude is as far as that type of shit and women abuse and, and all the other stuff that people are saying is fucking 100% fucking valid. So this is someone in the fucking business, all right? So that, that was that. Now, the next day, I go to fucking... I, I go to check on, hey, well, uh, let's see what was said on that post since I last saw it or whatever. Post is gone. So I tell my boy Jeremy, and he's like, fuck that. Fuck these motherfuckers. I'm out of here. So he posts the whole thing like, dude, this fucking page has no credibility because if you can't speak your mind on here, agreeing with everybody on here and sucking every wrestler's cock just for the sake of doing it, then this page has no credibility because there's only one right opinion as far as what you guys are saying. I'm paraphrasing, but that's kind of like what he said. So he was out of there. So he left. I told him, listen, man, I'm just going to stick around on here till tonight because I want to see what the fuck they say now. Now that you're gone, I want to see what it. And, you know, they're, they're talking tons of shit, big fat tubs of shit, posting fucking pictures of a baby bottle, saying, oh, oh, you're leaving? Here, here's a parting gift to take with you. You know, big fat motherfuckers that can't do two push-ups, got tons of shit to talk about, motherfuckers being crybabies and this and that. These are the, also the same group of fucking people that are deleting people's posts but then calling other fucking people crybabies, right? You can't handle the fucking heat, but then you talk shit about other people who who just don't want to stare at your fucking opinion anymore, right? So so I post my shit like, oh, you know, yeah, he left because of such and such, and they're like, oh, well, you know, that st- type of stuff has no place on here, and uh, that type of negativity, there's no reason for it. So I'm like, listen, man, somebody else is singing somebody's fucking praises, and I'm saying I didn't agree with it. Oh, well. 
well, your uh, an opinion is is uh, just saying you don't like someone or you do like someone. Not not all those details because that's that's irrelevant and that's not necessary. And I'm like fucking irrelevant, not necessary. That's that's fucking pretty key to saying that you don't like somebody. Well, why not? Oh, well, here's why not. See what I mean? So these motherfuckers, I went back and forth with them a couple times, but as far as they were concerned, there is no place bringing up any fucking thing bad about anybody on there because that that's just not relevant. There's nothing relevant about that. So, again, unless you're sucking these guys' cocks, no matter what they do in their fucking personal life that they put out there. I'm not hiding in this fucking guy's bushes, man. I'm fucking halfway across the country, and I know what the fuck's going on in this guy's life. Why is that? Because he fucking put it out there. So, because you drank a shit beer with the guy behind a fucking shit building after fucking paying $20 to watch this dude bleed, now he's a fucking class act. We get to erase all that other bullshit that he did in real fucking life, all that other regular guy shit that motherfuckers conduct. Look, man, I work 47 hours a fucking week. I got three kids that fucking love me. I, I you know, I see a fucking dude that that's only going to fucking wrestle, may or may not have a blood disease, decides that that's the only thing he could fucking do with his life, gets pissed off at the fucking judge, when the judge sees all this shit that he's doing, getting fucked up and, and not holding down any kind of real job or even attempting to, and then he goes, nah, man, you know, the kids shouldn't be around this type of thing. And, um, you know, somehow I, I should fucking turn around and go, oh, well, no, I, I know he doesn't handle life like a, a normal, responsible adult, and he's abusive, and he just fucking just piling substances into his body and seeing how fucked up he can get every minute, you know. Well, but that's really respectable because he wrestles a hell of a death match. No, dude, I'm a, I'm a realistic guy. So personally, I don't respect those fucking defend a death match cocksuckers. And any one of those dudes, they can run and talk their shit online. They can do all that shit online they want to. But I have never heard a motherfucking one of them step up to me and say anything to my face. And that's not me just being a fucking tough guy. But that's me not being a fucking guy who ever comes across on the fucking computer talking the type of shit that they do to other people on the fucking computer. You know, motherfucker posting the shit about, you know, hey, hey, what a fucking, uh, take this baby bottle with you, bro, talking about my dude. Fuck, any one of these motherfuckers can try that shit. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's fucking ridiculous. That's why I don't fuck with these Facebook groups. Because the people I talk to, I try to talk to people on Facebook. That, that I like, that I, you know, I enjoy talking to, maybe, you know, difference in opinion, and you can have a discussion. No problem. But if someone exists on the fucking Facebook to go, fuck you, motherfucker, fucking piece of shit, I don't got, I don't have room for people like that in my life. Because people that I encounter on a regular basis don't treat me like that. They don't come at me like that. Again, it's not about being bad. It's about a level of respect that I show to fucking people, and I respect that type of shit back. You know what I mean? it's real fucking simple. But people in these little Facebook groups with a picture of fucking Mighty Mouse as their fucking profile picture, people get tough as fuck on on the computer. And it's not like real fucking tough. It's fucking, I'm eating a fucking Hot Pocket, you know what I mean, while I'm typing with my other hand tough. That's the type of fucking tough these motherfuckers are. Over the phone tough is what they used to call it. Yeah, I mean, but it turned into computer tough, yeah, I mean, but shit is fucking crazy. I I just, I I can't stomach it. I I can't. That's why I don't fuck with these groups, man. 
you know, because it's a large group of people that you would never be friends with. The other thing that, that um, it's kind of my own fault, but I, I enjoy taking pictures of wrestling shows. One little drawback of that is when you put up a couple Facebook pictures and you tag the wrestlers in it, now people want to see your pictures, so you start getting these random-ass friend requests. And dudes that I normally, and nothing against anybody personally, because I don't, you know, I'm not really talking about anyone specific right now, but, I, and for the most part, if I see you got a bunch of mutual friends and I don't know you to be a dickhead, then no, I'll fucking accept you. But it, it's kind of putting myself in a bad position because now, again, I don't fucking know you, and you got a picture of fucking Mighty Mouse as your fucking profile picture, and now I might just have some kind of dickhead on my page that's, you know, seeing what the fuck I'm up to and eventually going to make a, a random dickhead comment and then, you know, what the fuck. Like that one dude, uh, Jack Moore, he goes to CZW shows and shit like that. And I never really interacted with him much, you know, wave to him high because I always see him at the shows. He was more an arena guy than anything. He um he, he was always just fucking wasted, drunk, and shit like this. But, you know, he had been around CZW for a while. He was my Facebook friend. And uh, one day, he just randomly just started spouting off about all this fucking neo-Nazi shit, posting fucking swastikas and saying fucking, you know, shit about fucking rounding up Jews and shit like this. And I'm like, whoa, this motherfucker here. <laughs> this dude is on some wild shit. So I'm like, fuck this guy. And uh, so that was the end of him on Facebook. But this is what I mean. Just by being uh, association of being friends because you're wrestlers and or, or because you're both into wrestling, that shit don't make us nothing alike. It just it just really don't, man. And again, I just I don't really I don't have anything against adding people and stuff like that until I you know know differently. But man, it puts me in this awkward ass situation. It's like I might end up hating this motherfucker in the future, and I might not. And um, eventually, maybe I'll just put a stop to all that shit. And like I gotta have some kind of back and forth with you before I go adding you. I'll go on some kind of deleting spree at some point, but, um, cause shit is crazy. I, I don't really like anonymous ass motherfuckers on my page that I, if I couldn't pick you out in public and be like, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I know you from Facebook. Then I, then I probably don't want to be fucking friends with you. You know what I mean? So yeah, I don't know. Anyway, football. Um, last week was fucking heartbreaking, man. Came down to the final drive, fucking fourth quarter, fucking giants win the fucking game. Um, our secondary is horrendous. We we can't fucking guard a goddamn thing in our secondary. Navarro Bowman is our fucking linebacker. He got beat in the fucking end zone for that game-winning touchdown. A linebacker shouldn't be out there fucking covering wide receivers. He was always a good help linebacker, but he also fucking completely blew his knee out, you know, uh, 18 months ago or whatever it was, and spent the whole last season on a bench and recovering and, and physical therapy and, and, and surgeries and all that type of shit. So, um, you know type of shit at him, but in the same token, our secondary is that bad that our linebackers got to pick up coverage, and fuck, man, it's just bad. We were giving up the short pass all fucking day in order that my dog's acting like a fucking jerk off. Hold on a second. Sorry about that. Um, So, you know, we couldn't pick up shit in the secondary, we were more or less letting the short passes fly all day long in order to keep the the long passes at bay. We were keeping long passes at bay while just letting them fucking just short pass over the middle up the fucking field all day. And it was fucking crazy. 
Cap actually played a good fucking game, uh, you know, was making some really good plays. In the second half, Cap actually just fucking shredded those motherfuckers on the field. He ran really good fucking offense, um, really got a lot of good game going and gave me a lot of uh, hopes for the future. But it's like one game our defense will play hard ass, and the next game fucking, uh, you know, our offense will show up. But you needed all the click in order for us to be a good team. We're playing the Ravens this week, and uh, I'm hoping for the best, man. The Ravens are a very beatable team, but so are the Giants. And we're going to need to really start clicking on all cylinders if we're going to do fucking anything. Um, so that, that's that. Um, real quick, going into these games, uh, Atlanta and New Orleans. Atlanta's favored by three and a half. Atlanta's on absolute fucking fire. And just to tell you, man, uh, when we did the, the preview for the season, uh, me and Christian went over each team and said, well, we thought the records were going to be at the end of the season. Uh, I think I gave the Niners like 10 wins. We have one win. So um, that, that didn't work. Um, and then, uh, you know, I gave Atlanta seven wins and Christian gave Atlanta six wins. These motherfuckers are fucking undefeated right now. So that shows we don't know shit. But anyway, tomorrow night, uh, Atlanta and New Orleans. Atlanta's favored by three and a half points. I'm going to Atlanta all day fucking long. Uh, Arizona at Pittsburgh. Arizona's favored by four and a half. I'm going to Arizona. Uh, I think Mike Vick's still in there and shit. And Arizona's been a good fucking team. So um, Washington at the Jets. Jets favored by five and a half at home. I'm going with the Jets on this one. Uh, Washington's actually been looking better than people expect them to look, and uh, I think the Jets get this win, though. Chicago at Detroit. Detroit favored by three and a half at home, going with Detroit. Cincinnati at Buffalo. Cincinnati's favored by two and a half points. This is another juggernaut over there, and um, I think Cincinnati's offense proves to be a little bit too tough for Buffalo. Uh, Buffalo has a badass defense. I don't know if their offense can, can hang with Cincinnati all game. Um, they're going to have to, you know, be somewhat of a shootout. Buffalo might be able to curb their Cincinnati's offense a little bit, but I don't think they're going to bring it to a screeching halt. A.J. Green is way too strong as far as the wide receiver goes. Um, they have a lot of possibilities out there, and um, Dalton's been on fire. Um, you know, no pun intended to the red hair. But um, I, I think uh, Cincinnati gets the better of this one. I really do. Uh Houston at Jacksonville. Houston is favored by a point and a half. I'm going with Jacksonville on this one. I do not believe in Houston this year at all. Uh, those those guys up front for their defense are pretty much the only thing that, that entire team has. And uh, other teams have been able to really shred them up and expose them for, for being that. Denver, Cleveland. Denver's favored by four and a half points from going Denver. Not starting Peyton Manning this week, though. Going my dude cap. Peyton was horrible last week. Uh, Kansas City at Minnesota. Minnesota's favored by three and a half points, but I'm going to go with Kansas City. They just lost Jamal Charles for the season, so that's going to be dangerous. I picked up their backup running back in the fantasy game because they are very run-based. So this could be, uh, you know, not that the backup is uh, the talent level of Jamal Charles, but you go and get that backup, you're going to get at least the output. Um, uh, Maybe not the output is what I'm looking for. You're going to get at least the – the same amount of snaps or close to the amount of snaps that Jamal Charles was getting, which is a huge, huge amount. So um, they get that same workload. They could turn touchdowns out of that run game. And, uh, yeah, it could be a big pickup for me. Uh, Miami at Tennessee. 
Uh, Tennessee's favored by two and a half, and uh, I think I'm going with Tennessee here. Carolina at Seattle. Seattle's favored by seven and a half at home. This this fucking Seattle Seahawks team is in big trouble. I don't give a fuck if they're home or not. I'm taking Carolina on this one. Um, Marshawn Lynch, uh, has that fucking guy cracked fucking 100 yards on the season? I, I, I'm really going to have to look that up, and I'll get back to you next week on that, but uh, he's been out a couple games now, but even prior to that, he was getting fucking nothing because I have him on my fantasy team, and I know. Um, I don't know if this fucking guy has cracked 100 yards on the season. If he has, he definitely hasn't cracked two. Fucking crazy, man. That team is in turmoil. Believe that shit. Stop at this fucking, uh, you know, eternal Seattle's the fucking, you know, uh, the, team, the, the team to be beat. Bullshit. And the fucking uh, NFC West right now, it's absolutely the Cardinals. Um, San Diego at Green Bay. Green Bay is favored by nine and a half. I got Green Bay winning this game, but not by nine and a half. So I'll take San Diego as far as the point spread goes. Baltimore at San Francisco. Baltimore's favored by two and a half. I got to go with my guys, man. We're so due for a fucking win, and I got to go with my guys. Uh, New England at Indianapolis. Uh, New England's favored by seven and a half points. Indianapolis has really been falling flat, and New England has been on fire. I got them to continue their role and uh, beat Indianapolis heavily. Uh the Giants at Philadelphia. Philly's favored by three and a half points. They were really able to fucking uh, light up last week. Uh, looked like a way better team than they've been playing like. Uh, DeMarco Murray finally started to get some shit going. Uh, the Giants, you know, pulled out that win against us. But, man, I I, I got to go with Philadelphia at home winning this game. So that's that's my picks. That's, uh, that's all I got to say to uh, be there. Uh, da, da, da. So next week um, – I'll have Tough Mudder to talk about. Oh, you know, I'm going to look into, uh, you know, maybe getting a guest for next week because it's been a a couple weeks now since I did a guest. I I did want to take a couple weeks off because I was running through, uh, you know, a nice straight run of guests. But, um, but yeah, take a couple weeks off of doing that. And I had the big, uh, you know, Frank tribute uh, two weeks ago now, and um, I was really happy with that. You know, just get back into the flow of the show. A couple shows without guests. I got, you know, big shit going on with these races that I'm so focused on. And uh, so, yeah, like I said, um, and, and in case anybody didn't, like, get the gist of um, me me saying that, because obviously I have a lot of things to rant and rave and complain about or whatever, but that CZW show was a very, very good show. Um, you're not going to get a great quality of it as far as that filming went. Uh, I don't know if the DVD is going to come out at some kind of, fucking remastered, revisited fucking quality or something. Uh, maybe a camera that didn't fucking jump like that. I can't imagine, but um, uh, yeah, man. I mean, that was a very good show. Very, very good show. So, uh, a lot, a lot of fucking talent and a lot of uh, you know, really good matches on that show. So, much credit to those guys who went out there and killed it. Um, you know, shout out to um, my dude, Andrew, at Stern Nation, you know, always always help me out when needed. And, uh, you know, he does his thing over there. He's got, uh, I think, General Jackassery is a show that he does from time to time. Uh, Stern Nation will be back eventually. Uh, my dude's over there at the Sports Den doing their thing. I'm sure they're on tonight. 
killing it doing the uh, sports talk. They got all sorts of baseball playoffs going on. I think hockey started, basketball started, uh, football still going on. I think it's all fucking running right now. The only thing I focus on right now is football, though, until uh, football's over, and then I'll focus on basketball. Go Heat. Um, oh, speaking of basketball, Lamar Odom fucking died, man. Oh, shit. That should look fucking like Cheech and Chani fucking died, man. But no, uh, yeah, that sucks. I mean, he was, he was smoking crack when he was with the fucking Kardashian, and then uh, it, they said, uh, I heard it on the news today, that he took some kind of fucking, like, tremendous amount of herbal fucking uh, Viagra. He was at a brothel loaded up on some kind of herbal Viagra and um, downed a whole fucking bottle of something. The liquor. I forget what kind of liquor he was drinking. But they found the motherfucker, like, unconscious and shit. And, uh, and the motherfucker went into a coma and he's talking about serious condition like this morning and all this shit, and uh, he, he fucking died, man. So that, that that's crazy as shit. Um, what else do I want to shout out? Oh, hey, man, buy a motherfucking shirt because I I have had enough of hearing motherfuckers need a certain size that I don't have. The shit ain't going to happen. Basically, I bought fucking 31 shirts, all right? Let me Let me just line this up for you guys. I bought fucking 31 shirts. One was mine. One was comp to the dude that did the, the graphic design for me. That was his payment for the graphic design was was a shirt. So those were the only two that were comped, one of myself and one of him. Everybody else, you know, it's 20 bucks. You know, if I got to ship it, then, you know, it's, it's the cost for shipping. So really it's, it's just the same as anybody else is charging for fucking shirts. So price-wise, I... That shit would be crazy for me to do anything different. It 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 is what it is, man. People are selling fucking jobbers, like straight up jobbers, motherfuckers who 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 aren't selling shit as far as tickets are selling a fucking one sided, one color shirt for fucking twenty dollars at indie shows. So I, I don't want to hear about this two sided fucking. Uh, I believe it's three colors. You know, with fucking uh, you know, what I mean, get out of here. So. That's number one. Number two, I, I hear a lot of fucking people, I want it, I want it, I need it, I need it, I need it, and then they just don't follow through. So, basically, like I said, I bought 31 shirts, one went to me, one went to dude, and I still have over half these fucking shirts left. I I don't think I've sold, maybe I've sold a total of 10, if that. So, that means I haven't even made my money back for the shirts, let alone made me fucking money. Haven't even made my money back for the shirts yet. And motherfuckers are yelling about, I need a fucking medium. I don't give a fuck about your medium, because if I can't sell the ones that I got, how the fuck, I'm going to put out more money to get a fucking medium for you. I got three triple X, three double X, um, supposed to be bought that hasn't been purchased yet by a wrestler. Uh, I'm not going to put them on blast like that, but uh, that didn't happen yet. Other than that, I sold the three X's, and I sold the other two X's. So that was that. And then, like, a couple larges or a couple extra, that's it, though. Like, maybe ten, like I said. And that's it. So anyone wants these shits, man, hit me the fuck up, because I, I definitely can't make no fucking future orders as far as 
extra large, double X, I mean, uh, double X, triple X, quadruple X, any of, that, any of the fucking X's if I don't get these shit sold. So it is what it is. I'm not a fucking great salesman because I'm not a pushy dude. I'm not going to be at shows, hey, who wants a fucking, I don't give a fuck, man. Yeah, you know I mean, like I want to sell these shits, but I'm, I'm not a jerk off. I don't run around fucking getting in people's shit about stuff and pushing shit on people. Only thing I'll do is post it on Facebook. Hey, man, buy a fucking shirt. And I'll get like 35, fucking 65 likes. If I had half those fucking sales, I wouldn't have no fucking shirts and I would have placed another order already. But unfortunately, people were able to click that fucking like button and not like it enough enough to buy it. So what can I tell you? I definitely, I've, I've, you know, had enough interest in the shirts that I should have already sold out of them. But dark is cheap. But um, it is what it is. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. I'll uh, definitely, you know, hit up the GoFundMe for Fat Frank. That shit is still running, I believe. Uh, it, it has to be because uh, it's a major, major fucking cause. And uh, that that's a good fucking cause. And Jersey All Pro, November 14th, you're going to want to see that fucking show. I mean, that show is going to be monumental. It's going to be one of the biggest indie shows of all fucking time. I mean, main event, Loki versus Rey Mysterio, dream match of dream matches. And I'm telling you, the emotion in that building is just going to be through the fucking roof. That is going to be something you're going to hear about for ages. Because, you know, a man in fat Frank meant so much to the fucking independent wrestling. And, of course, the Jersey All-Pro. The fans, every fucking where. And the wrestlers, uh, you know, above all, the guys who work for him. You know, what that guy meant to everybody is... um. I mean, it's hard to even put into words. And I, I think the emotion that's going to come through on that show is, is going to be fucking priceless. You know, you paid a $30 general admission to get into that fucking show. Uh, getting your money's worth is not even going to be a fucking uh, a point of discussion. They're also doing a little, like, convention signing type thing. They got um, Powers of Pain, Gene Snitsky, um trying to think of who else. I think those are just the ESS guys. Um, a couple other guys too. Uh, I'll remember next week, and I'll uh, I'll shout that out too. But yeah, man, uh, it, it's a can't miss event. So definitely hit that shit up. And uh, May, man, I'm gonna you know go do this fucking race on Saturday. And uh, yeah, like I said, I have some more shit to talk about, and I'll hit you motherfuckers up next week. Peace. What a bunch of fucking assholes. You know why? You don't have the guts to be what you want to be. You need people like me. You need people like me so you can point your fucking fingers and say, that's the bad guy. So... What I make you good? You're not good. You just know how to hide. How to lie. Me, I don't have that problem. Me, I always tell a truth. Even when I lie.
from Sacred Night to the Backdrop. I'm going to tell you something straight off the motherfucking press. I ain't coming for no foolishness. 